Good morning, everyone, and welcome to First Presbyterian Church of St. Albans. We welcome those who are worshiping with us on site in Fellowship Hall today, and we welcome those that are watching our live streaming on Facebook, as we do every Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, from First Presbyterian Church in St. Albans. Uh, I have one announcement um, this morning, and if anyone else has an announcement, so you can chime in after me. Dear members of FPSA, on Sunday, June, July 26th, we will conclude worship with a congregational meeting to elect Andy Pease as elder to the class of 2023. For those in Fellowship Hall, we will take your vote live. And those of you who are worshiping on Facebook live can vote in the comments section by typing yes, Andy, or no, Andy. Can't imagine that. And these will be added to the list total. Again, we appreciate you staying through the end of worship next Sunday. And um, need I remind you that next Sunday is Pastor Doug's last uh, Sunday preaching with us. So you want to be here for that as well. Does anyone else have any other announcements? Muriel. I do. Um, gosh, should I wait for the camera? <laughs> um, I have not received any responses for people willing to be a liturgist in the months of August and September. Um, uh, we need liturgists. So please email me, marylogsden at hotmail.com, if you are willing to be a liturgist any of the Sundays in August or September. Thank you. Any other announcements? Please uh, join me in the call to worship. You can read along silently. Our Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. Our gathering song this morning is a God, the Sculptor of the Mountains. You can read along with the lyrics on the back.
Simon is now to pass the piece. Remember, we do that by jazz hands, which is a sign language for applause. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. We invite anyone too that wants to take a photo and snap it and post it online as well to share the passing of the peace with those uh, who are uh, joining us via Facebook. You can post on our uh, the church's Facebook page. Um, you know what? I should do that. I'm not going to post it right now, but I'm going to take your all's picture and then we'll share it with folks. <laughs> I kind of do this for a living, you know? Uh, for our calls to confession. Again, you can read along silently in the bulletin. Sisters and brothers, all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. We did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but we have received a spirit of adoption. Let us then confess our sin with the freedom of children who know how deeply they are loved. And again, follow along silently as I read the prayer of confession. Merciful God, your creatures cry, creation groans. But when we turn away, we surround ourselves with noise. We are quick to excuse ourselves for responsibility. We are young, we are old, we are tired, we are busy. It is hard to imagine that we might make a difference. Life-giving God, wash us clean. Restore our imaginations and our hearts. Let your courage and compassion flow through our veins until we love with abandon and our hands reach out in blessing. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. Amen. declaration of forgiveness this morning sisters and brothers hear the word of the Lord in the life death and resurrection of Jesus God says unequivocally irrevocably you are my own you are forgiven renewed we can be about our Lord's business in the world time for our first reading from Scripture this morning this is from Genesis 28, verses 10 through 19a. The reading is entitled, Jacob's Dream at Bethel. Jacob left Bathsheba and went to Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night, because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring. And your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your offspring. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you are 
and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised for you. Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone that he had put under his head and set, out for, set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called the place Bethel, but his, the name of the city was Luz at the first. And you. 
Well, I get the young at heart here. I'm going to talk about our scripture from Genesis today, which you heard read by Mr. Mike, Mark, Bill, Bob. Um, and there's a song that comes to mind when you hear the scripture. Maybe some of you know it. It's called uh, Jacob's Ladder. We are climbing Jacob's Ladder. Have you ever heard that? Well, it's a song that some of you learned. If you remember your uh, the, the spider in going up the downspout, well, it's the same kind of motion because it's we are climbing Jacob's Ladder. We are climbing Jacob's Ladder. We are climbing Jacob's Ladder. And the whole, the whole reason we are climbing Jacob's ladder is because of this vision that, J, that Jacob had with God. God had visit, visited him in a dream, which happened to a lot of people in our Bible, a lot of people even today, who feel that God has spoken to them in a dream with a vision. And just like Jacob's vision, he was taken to a place right into heaven, climbing this ladder. And as, as uh, he climbed every rung higher and higher, he was taken from his normal existence into the very presence of God. And with God assuring him of, of his presence, Jacob knew that he could continue with his life, continue in the promises that God had made with him. And that made the rest of his life easier. In fact, uh, as uh, Mr. Curtis read the scripture this morning, he named the place where he had this vision Bethel. And Bethel means Beth, house, El, God. He named the place the house of God. And it became a sacred place even to this day. So that's one thing to remember. Jacob was assured by God that no matter what was, no matter what kind of condition he was in, that God was with him. And just like the song Mary Ellen just, just sang, God loves us and claims us forever. I hope you are assured by that. I hope you know God's love because of that. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, be with us in your good word, in your good comfort. Help us to dream in you of your presence and your power and your peace. Hear our prayers. Amen. Thank you. We come to our second scripture text this morning from Matthew chapter 13. We're continuing uh, here in Jesus's line of parables in Matthew where he's talking about seeds and plants and this is no more different. This is Matthew 13 verses 24 through 30 skipping to 36 to 43. Jesus put, put before them another parable 
The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? And he answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at har harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and Jesus went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. And he answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of his kingdom of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will be thrown into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Like I said, the, this parable of Jesus continues the, this line of parables about seeds. And, but I think that to help, we need to talk about two things. The first thing is parable. Uh, the, the word parable is related to our world, our word parabola. And if any of you have been to uh, Greenbrier County and you've seen the uh, radio observatory there, you've seen a parabola. Every one of those radio telescopes describe a parabola. They're, they're wonderful at collecting radio waves because no matter which way the radio wave comes in, they hit the dish and are reflected off of it. Now the thing is, the beauty about the radio telescope is, if it's looking for a certain target, it aims that dish toward it, and the radio waves coming from that one direction, no matter where it hits the dish, are reflected to a focal point. So no matter where the wave hits the dish, is a correct wave because it ends up at the focal wave. When Jesus teaches in parables, it's the same way. You can approach a parable from any direction and you have some of the truth. But the true answer, the true interpretation comes when 
Every answer is focused at the focal point. There is one best answer. And that's why the disciples always ask Jesus to explain the, the parable to them because they each have gotten a piece of it. They haven't gotten the exact aim that Jesus wanted. And so this is, this is why he taught in parables. So people who weren't quite on board with them wouldn't get what he's get, he wouldn't understand what he's saying. But those who were in tune with Jesus would go, oh, I know exactly. The other point, point of Jesus's parables this far, talking about seed is, well, it's talking about seeds. And what are seeds? Are seeds alive or dead? Well, as the Bible explains, they're dead until you plant them. And then the life comes from them. You have to bury the seeds before they can be resurrected. The sprout grows then into a plant, produces a harvest and increase. This is why Jesus commonly used seeds as a sign of the kingdom of heaven, the increase of God's reign on earth. So this parable of seeds is one that continues to further Jesus's preaching in this moment. But in this parable, the one about the wheat and the weeds, there is a new complication. Did anyone catch what the complication is? How many have that complication in your own gardens or flower beds or lawns, right? The weeds, right? You can try your best and what happens? Those plantain, those dandelions, those, the clover pops up right where you don't want it. And you always wonder, well, I planted the best grass seed. I, I, I cultivated that flower bed. I dug it out. I put down the, the weed control fabric. I did, I did the right kind of weed control fertilizer, but the weeds still pop up. We all have that problem. So you know what? Even all these many years later, this parable is meant for us. And the question becomes the question that the workers of the owner had. We know you did all the right things. You had us prepare the soil. We know you bought the best seed. Why do we have weeds? And we have weeds because of the evil one, because of the devil. That's the, the plain truth. The, the existence of the devil still comes into our world, into our wonderfully prepared plots, into our carefully planned lives. And we discover that good and bad exist together in this earth, in our space, in our living, current living condition. Now the thing is, for some of us, and I'm not one of those, because I can barely tell a, a dandelion from a rose, or describe them, or name them. But there are people who are very good at looking at a plant and going, well, that's a good one, or that's a bad one. And who's, who, who is, who's like that? Okay, well, 
I see a couple brave people doing it. Well, then I, I'll know who not to have look at my lawn. But it takes expertise, it takes education to have that kind of knowledge, to be able to discern good from evil, bad from good. Yet how many of us are willing to quickly establish who we think are good or bad? But just, just think. There are a lot of plants we now use or a lot of flowers that we now enjoy that one time were considered weeds. Think of periwinkle. Or how about uh, wisteria? Violets. Uh, Mike, you were talking about golfing or uh, uh, with on Bermuda grass. Bermuda grass is great. At one time, it was considered a weed. Or all the mints, the English ivies. And how can we forget the dandelion? Dandelions. You know, in the Victorian times, the 18, late 1800s, early 1900s, the dandelions were sought out for food. The flower was uh, used to make dandelion wine. The, the greens would end up in salads. The, the tap root of the dandelion would be used for root beer. Why do you think they call it root beer? added with a lot of other roots, so sassafras and sarsaparilla. In fact, in the last decade, scientists in Germany have been taking, you know how when you break the stem of a dandelion, there's that kind of sticky, sticky, oozy white substance in the stem? That's natural rubber. It's equivalent to the rubber that comes out of rubber trees. These scientists in Germany are taking the rubber from dandelions and they're making tires with them. Now, it takes a lot of dandelions. So what I'm saying is sometimes it's difficult to discern what is a weed and bad and what is wheat and good. That line has changed over the years. And it makes it difficult for us to tell. I think that's one reason that the owner, as Jesus explained, the owner was, is God, explained to his, re, his, uh, his workers, don't go out and weed the garden. You're going to disturb the wheat. You're going to hurt it. And we'll lose our productivity. Let the weeds grow and gather them up in bundles for the fire to be burnt. How many of you burn your weeds or your leaves or your sticks or whatever you rake up out of your yard? You do that? Some of, well, I guess it depends on the rules in your community, right? In Jesus, even in Jesus's day, enough of the trees and the large bushes had been chopped down for fires over the years 
that people didn't have a source of wood for fires, for cooking, for making pottery, for anything else, for, for heating their homes. The weeds were gathered up in bundles to be burned, not just to get rid of them, but to cook their meals, to heat their homes. It's another instance where weeds are transformed in God's story into something that is useful. God is the one who I would rather be the judge as what is good or bad. Because even, even weeds tied up in bundles can be good. That's what makes it difficult in our world when we look, when we decide, when we make statements about what is good and evil. I know I've made that mistake. And I know you have all made those errors as well. You look at a person, you automatically place them in one category or another. God is saying, I will send my reapers with the instructions and they will divide they will discern, they will separate out the weeds from the wheat. They are the ones who, be, who will be doing the, the successful harvest. One day we will look back at this time and it may, might make more sense. We might be able to see with the passage of time, oh, yes, that was clear, clearly evil. But at the time, I wasn't so sure. Or the same way, oh, I'm sure that was good. And then you look back years later, you go, oh my, what was I thinking? Then we will understand that God uses that time and our education and God's presence to reform us, to allow us to see and seek the good out of the bad. And that even the bad through God's transformation, can be made to be good. It's a difficult lesson to hear, to follow, to know, but that is what God is seeking for us this day. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you would, let us uh, listen as, as we recite the uh, affirmation of faith from the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. He, on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated on the right hand of the Father. And he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen and amen. We also take this time, uh, I know many of you have already dropped off your offerings in uh, the plates by the door. Uh, hope that those at home are also keeping this church and its ministry.
uh, in its mission in your thoughts and prayers, uh, whether you do it through the online giving or sending in checks, we appreciate your giving. Let, uh, I'll be including a prayer for uh, dedication of those offerings and the greater prayer, in which we are, we are coming to. And we have uh, uh, many people who are, we are praying for, uh, Kathy Weed's dad, Larry, uh, we're for Jack Rogers' successful surgery, for Mike Clark, who will be having surgery tomorrow on his back, uh, for we ask your prayers of, of hope and resurrection for Kirk King's mother. Uh, announcement of a memorial service in Ohio will be announced later, but keep, keep Kirk and the family in your prayers. Uh, also, the PNC continues its work the next Two weeks they'll be meeting with candidates so keep keep them in your prayer as they continue that search <laughs> otherwise let us come together in prayer let us pray lord we appreciate you allowing us to be here. Whether wheat or weeds, you have given us your grace and allowed us to grow. If we can be one of those weeds that can be transformed, Lord, show us the way. Give us your blessing. Give us your strength and power. If we're already a wheat, Lord, let us blossom to full, bountiful harvest. That your kingdom may be seen and shown in our actions and our words. Continue to be with us, Lord. Continue to shower us with your sun, your, your rain, the calming breezes, with the ground beneath us, giving us the sustenance and support. May we live out this life, Lord, understanding it as a parable, yet knowing that you are the one seeking the true answer, the true life, the true hope. We are grateful for all those who take care of us, who watch out for those who are sick, who are needing surgeries, those who are in uh, ICUs all over this country. Lord, give them your peace and power. Bring those, bring those who are coming in from, from states that have uh, less of a problem with the coronavirus, that they might have a time to rest and recuperate. Lord, give the families and friends of the over 140,000 people your blessings, your hope in the resurrection. Give them your comfort. Give the rest of us your truth and your ways that we can be safe, not just for ourselves, but for everyone else. We're thankful for those who are uh, 
have been working on people in our congregation, like Lou Baxter with this procedure this last week, or uh, Jack Rogers and his successful ablation procedure, and for Mike as he as he uh, faces his back surgery tomorrow morning. Be with all. We are thankful for all those teams, and we are thankful for those who are recovering and awaiting good news for Mike tomorrow. We are also seeking your presence for those in our congregation who have lost people, have lost family members, loved ones. We think of Kirk today and the loss of his mother. And we know that because of this horrible pandemic, he has not been able to be at her side. But be with the family and their knowledge of the resurrection, of your ultimate hope, that together they can share the stories and find your strength and find and know your comfort and will. Be with Kathy Weed's father, Larry, who is troubled by also his separation from his daughter and that he is uh, awaiting now further testing that there hasn't been an aide in his care center who has been discovered being positive for COVID. Assure his fears, Lord. Assure Kathy's and give her peace. Continue to be with Sherry Breedlove's friend, Henry, Lord, to, for you to intervene and give his body and mind complete healing and take away his pain. Continue to be and working through the mission and ministry of First Presbyterian Church St. Albans that their new installed pastor will give them, uh, uh, have an interesting start, and that together they will find your new way in this new world. Be a, be a blessing as the pastor nominating committee interviews, interrogates, discovers the, your, the, the one you have called to be in this place. Lord, be the one who gives us all your strength and peace, that in, in you we can put our trust, that we will know that at the harvest will be plentiful, will be joyful, will be bountiful, and that all the, all the heavenly spaces at the table will be overflowing with your gracious glory and harvest. We ask this all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who claims us, calls us, knows us, shows us. The one in which we pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. <coughs> we be joined in our final hymn, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less, the lyrics on the final page. <laughs> Thank you. 
when the, the stanza about uh, God's trumpet sound, I instantly thought about John just a few weeks ago playing that trumpet. So that's how that works. Right? Well, let us now go in the grace and the, and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Go check out your lawns and your flower beds. Go look at what you've done or what God still needs you to do. Look at the bounty that's coming. Enjoy the flowers while they last. Seek out the ways in which you can even use the weeds for God's goodness. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you.